I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour. So I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, yeah, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona. And then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. Just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, So that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there jmscomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots.
What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What kind of ignorant shit is that? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Hey, idiots, welcome back to Ignorance is Blessed, the podcast that attempts to overcome ignorance, mostly by asking ignorant questions with me, Jessica Michelle Singleton. I'm your host, I'm a stand-up comedian, and I am ignorant, and so I ask a lot of questions, and sometimes they are questions other people have, and sometimes they're dumb questions, and I'm not sure if you're here because you have questions or because you just like laughing at how stupid I am, but either way, thanks for tuning in. Uh, If you're new to the podcast, thank you for checking it out. Uh, Please subscribe, rate, and review it on iTunes. Uh, if you're new or if you're old, if you haven't, what are you doing? Please help me. For the love of God, subscribe, rate, review. Uh, I love the reviews you guys have given so far. I know I always say that, but they make me really happy and they make me feel like uh, you appreciate it. So thanks for that. Uh, oh, you guys. Okay. So I mentioned the croissant app on the last um episode with, oh God, the last episode was about ADHD and I'm forgetting what I'm going to say to you. That's hilarious. Um, so I tried it out. I tried out this croissant app. I went and it's a place to, it's like Uber for workspaces. So it's great for freelancing. And I went to this place, uh, in New York workspace, Williamsburg at Williamsburg. Yeah. That's what it's called. Uh, (laughs) Uh, my brain's on fire. Apparently I, uh, it was great. It was cool. There was, you know, you just desk spaces and water and, uh, like a little kitchen area and you just, it's, it's quiet and cute. And I got a lot of work done. Um, it helps me to get out of my space. So if you're a person who, uh, you know, writes from home normally or is a creative type or someone who just needs a workspace, you can also rent conference rooms on a lot of these places. So check out Croissant app. It was really cool. And there were some kind of hot dudes in Williamsburg. So uh, did I get less done because I was just scoping on some bearded weirdos? Maybe. The point is I made an effort and uh, I think there's a lot to be said about that. And I didn't even eat a croissant. That's stupid, but... I really got to stop eating so much bread. It's literally killing me. Anyways, you guys, shows this week. Oh, you guys, I'm all over the map. Holy shit. <clears throat> Holy shit. Uh, tonight, uh, assuming that this comes out on time because I'm rushing to put it out, but um, if, if I missed it and it doesn't come out till Wednesday, too fucking bad. You missed me. Uh, I'm at the comedy store in Los Angeles uh, in the original room. Joe Rogan, Whitney Cummings, Mark, Mark Marin, and a bunch of other people. And then little old me. Uh, so that's going to be fun. That starts at nine. I will be back in New York city tomorrow. I'm at the standing room in long Island city. Come out. That's a really fun show. It's called the comedian project comedian project. It's all females and we don't do any sex or dating jokes. So you actually like get to hear women doing other jokes and it's just a cool uh, thing. Cause people uh, who want to be like women just talk about sex and dating are stupid. Uh, and so we capture that really well. We, they, I don't know. It's, it's fucking run by Corinne Fisher and Katie Hannigan and they're both dope as fuck. And I'm very excited to be a part of it. Oh, and then after that, you guys, I go back to the West side of the country. I fly to the Pacific Northwest. I'm doing a run Olympia on Thursday in Washington, Auburn, Washington, Friday. And then Saturday I'm at Seattle comedy underground and a special guest set uh, with my friend, Jack Knight, who is headlining. And so that's going to be fun as fuck. So if you're in Seattle, um, I'm coming in for one night. If you're in Auburn or Olympia, check out uh, my website, jmscomedy.com slash shows. Uh, and that will, uh, 
That'll tell you all the info you need if you are in Olympia or Auburn. It's got all the, the deets. And then Monday, I will be back in New York, and I'm doing a show at a bar called Faulkner in Brooklyn. So if you are in New York and you want more of me, I've also finished the showcases I've been running the same set for, so I will be doing different jokes. The last two weeks I've been in New York, and I just pity anyone who's seen me more than once because they're like, does she have more than this five minutes? Because uh, I was doing the same thing over and over and over. Anyway, you guys, let's get to this episode. Uh, my guest this week is Savan Chorleon. I'm saying his name wrong, probably. He pronounces it right at the beginning of the episode. I'm sorry. It's Armenian and it's fancy and he's a very nice man and I'm fucking up his name. You guys, he is the founder of a network. It's like a whole online network. It's You'll hear all about it. It's called badmirror.tv, but it's like this it's like a TV channel for your like local it's I, I can't even he explains it so much better it's like MTV meets like a, a YouTube Yelp like you see local entertainment it's fucking dope um, so check it out right now actually badmirror.tv you can pull it up and see the website um, and besides that he um, has built the app and is funding it with cryptocurrency so we get into talking about cryptocurrency and if you're like me you're like what is this magic fucking digital money that we're I'm just buying money in space I don't understand and so he explains that pretty well I mean he's just a guy who has invested in it and for all I know he's used car salesman all of all of us and it's all a scam but <laughs> I'm kidding Seb don't come for me um it's very interesting because I was just like I don't know what are the what it's a bitcoin how do these work I just you know uh so that was really cool hearing someone talk about that and i know a lot of you expressed interest in learning more about that if that piques your interest from this episode and maybe you want me to look up find someone who's even more of an expert on it let me know we can we can look into that uh other than that uh check out our check out the episode okay here we are it's sev uh in uh badmirror.tv here you go we're on now and you guys missed just all of sev's gold and he's run out and now how long does this podcast last um as long as you're interesting and then i just cut you off uh, i'm like you've had enough so, we so kinda, we're gonna wrap up now yeah, you guys okay, missed it was it. good bad it was, mirror tv but, okay <laughs> let's get into it okay first of all pronounce your name for my people. name is sevon chorleon wow that's beautiful what kind of, where where is that from it's armenian mm, okay I'm armenian american from okay. the New York area. So from the of, New York area. Yeah, it's like different flavors of being Armenian. Oh, is it, is it like different? It is. Are the Armenians here? We're in New York, you guys. Are they different than LA Armenians? Yes. Yeah. Not but, too much, but yes. But like better? Um, Such a New York thing It to depends say. who you ask, I suppose. <laughs> but it's like different. So it, it's actually tangibly different. Because yeah. LA Armenians generally are recent immigrants and they're from oh. Armenia. And a lot of the Armenians in... The East Coast, like Boston and New York, and also North California as well. So there's actually a difference between L.A. and like North California. Oh. Armenians also, but like they came either as a result of the genocide, so like early 20th century. Oh wow! Or they came a little bit after that. So it's, it is actually sort of different. Oh wow! Yeah. That's really interesting. You so guys, like, I don't have any ancestors who are from Armenia. Oh, they're, they're all from other places where they were they're displaced. All from Turkey, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You guys, contrary to what you're probably thinking, this is not an episode about being Armenian, but I definitely need to do one now, I'm realizing. Um, okay, Dude, well... I'm all about double duty, triple duty even. We're going to teach you guys about all sorts of you're stuff. You're a man of many hats? Yes. Okay, Bad Mirror TV is the hat we're, I think we're focusing on? Yeah, let's do it. I'm not a great Armenia advocate necessarily. I'm not a great... I just gave you all the info I know. You, do you, like, honk your horn and wave the flag on 
uh, the, do they do parades everywhere? This sounds so stupid, but it's the premise of my podcast for Armenian. Is it Remembrance Day? Oh, actually, yes, it's in April, but I don't like doing that stuff. Yeah. No, I think it's like counterproductive. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have, I don't know if it's counterproductive. I just remember being like an ignorant outsider who knew nothing of Armenian culture. Mm -hmm. Just being like, oh, this is nice. They're having a little pride parade. And it's like, oh, this is about something really serious. Oh, excuse me. (laughs) That's the problem though. Then that becomes our whole brand. It's just like honking horn and a flag on one day. And we're like, I guess it's the big day. Oh, that that's all that, that being Armenian's about. And there's so much more to it. You mean? Yeah. It's very genocide focused, which I'm not all about. That's hard. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, you don't want to be just the one, the one sad thing. No. Um, it's not a good look. No, because there's so much more cool stuff, like the leather jackets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, oh, God. <laughs> oh, wait. Well, okay, well, tell me about Bad Mirror TV because. My main hat, yes. I'm the chief of Bad Mirror TV. Yeah, what's your title? Is it just chief? Chief. Just chief, chief Chieftain, in charge. Chief in charge. And. We're a broadcasting company. Okay. So I like to think of NBC, ABC, CBS being our chief competitors. Okay. And uh, in that regard, we're really different because it's like not... I don't really know of any other internet companies that are trying to do that stuff. Okay. Too much. They're like exclusively broadcasting yeah. the way TV does? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. That is interesting. I mean, there is like the crossover from existing television, but just exclusively... And internet broadcasting. Yeah, because so, I've, I've thought about it a lot, if you can imagine. And broadcasting, as far as I can tell, does three things. It shows you live content. Yeah. So, for instance, everyone's watching to the Olympics currently. Yes. It's all live. It's cool. It's exciting. And then there's a lot of internet companies that do that. There's Periscope, YouTube Live, Facebook Live, yeah. Instagram Live. And that's one element of broadcast TV. Yeah. The other broad element is... There's a show I want to watch, and I know when it is, and I'm going to go watch it. Okay. So, like, when I was younger, like, Scrubs was that show. I, like, loved Scrubs. You were a Scrubs guy. I was okay. like, okay, I know when it's coming on. I respect that. No one bothered me during this hour. This you is unplugged the phone. Remember when you had landlines? That was me with uh, WWF when it was WWF. How appropriate. <laughs> Ted here, who's my expert podcast. Ex- Camera no, he's Ted. my podcast expert. Not, yeah. And so he's here to make sure I don't make any missteps and film. You guys, this is Camera Ted. I'm Camera Ted. I'm filming this, and it'll be on badmirror.com eventually. Badmirror.tv. Ted, you're fired. You've already fucked up. Messed up. Ted's out of here. Ted's also a comedian. He is? Oh, he is. He's saying no from behind the camera, you guys. Well, Everyone's I've, a comedian, no, I think, seen him on Tinder and stuff. With a mic and everything in his hands. You've done stand-up? He slayed. I've done, like, a few open. Yeah? Out here? Are you in New York-based? Yeah, here. Are you still doing it? No, I've only, I did it a few times for You guys, TED.com. That's for sure his website. Yeah. CameraTed.com. Don't go to CameraTed.com. I don't know what that is, but it can't be good. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, he's a writer now. He writes, writer? he writes funny stuff also. Is he writing? Oh, so he's your camera. Is he, are you guys having content, like written content for Bad Mirror? Or is it all like Any live stuff local? Any that we make is promoting Bad Mirror and okay. the people who are using it. Okay, but so right now not, it's all kind of marketing based. We're not based. a publishing company. Okay. We're a broadcasting company. So let me get to then. So the second pillar of broadcasting is, is like, I know what show I want to watch. Right? Yeah. That's Netflix and Hulu. Yeah. They exist. The they third do. one that doesn't exist prior to Bad Mirror is the, uh, like the channel surfing experience. Like the, I want to, I don't know what I want to know, but I want to see something 
and be entertained and possibly learn something. Yeah. And we do that, but we do that with a local focus. Okay. So it's like, what is it like? Would it be like, okay, I'm in New York City. Content creators in New York City? Or is it literally what's going on in New York City? Or some combination of both? Yeah, a combination of both. So just like how on Reddit you can share, or Facebook, you can share your own content or you can share your friend's content or even a stranger's content. Bad Mirror works the same way. Okay, so will everyone be able to have profiles and put up content, or is it somehow like regulated, more like a NBC, CBS, where you're putting out the content? No, and that's why they suck. Yeah, right. Okay. That's why you, that's why no one likes them because the people who have access to those broadcasts, I call them legacy broadcast systems. Yeah. Okay. They are very gated. Yeah. And so I go out all the time promoting Bad Mirror, but just generally. This is probably something that most people can relate to. I go out and I see all this cool stuff. I see cool poets. I see cool musicians. I see cool artists of different kinds. Diff- cool. I mean, I'm not going to say there's a cool politician, but cool people in politics. Losers. And <laughs> they don't end up on NBC, ABC, CBS. You're right. It's just the who is the one guy that we put on that already agrees with what we are kind of our viewers agree with type of thing. I mean... Can't trust the news, you guys. Uh, But I think most people know that by now. I I hope so. God, I hope so. At least if they're listening to this podcast. (laughs) So to to directly answer your question, anyone can share content. And then it gets moderated several different ways. Okay, that that was my next question. It's mainly through voting. So when you share a video, it's only seen in a local area. Mm, Okay. So if your neighbor... Uh, actually, let's make it. Let, Ted called it badmirror.com, so I'm going to make fun of him. Let's a say d- Ted. Dumb neighbor Ted. <laughs> so let's say Ted decides to pick up his comedy game and he starts making videos, and they're terrible. If he shares them, get to, if he shares them to the town where he, where he lives in close to New Jersey, only people <laughs> in close to New Jersey and kind of the area around that are going to see it. So you'll be you'll the neighbor, your neighbors will know that you're a terrible person who makes terrible videos and they'll see you on the street and be like I saw you on badmirror.tv and I hate you. Basically. <laughs> yeah. But obviously then the converse of that's true. It's like, "Oh my god, my barista also is the bass player in this band I discovered and I'm going to their show on Tuesday." Yeah, oh that's so cool. And then you get to be like, "Hey, I saw your band." Oh, that's really cool. Okay, so as and far as... And then you as... start building these meaningful connections within your community that didn't exist prior to that. Oh, I like that. Me too. As far as the moderating, how how is it set up so you actually know somebody, like, is local? How are you, Is there a way to control that? Actually, there isn't. And it's a feature, not a bug. Okay. You can elect to watch in a different area. Okay. And you can still vote. Uh, presume you can, I think, make the assumption that the majority of people voting in an area probably are interested in the area because they live there. Mm-hmm. And so their votes amounting to kind of like the cultural zeitgeist there, I think, is still yeah. accurate. But yeah, let's say you're like, I'm living in this small town somewhere in the middle of the country and I want to know what's going on in the closest city. Yeah, because I'm thinking about taking a trip there for the weekend. Yeah, you can type in that area. Or, here's a fun example. Let's say the war drums are going off for some country you don't know anything about. And you're only... All of them. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Perfect. And so you could type in their capital city and see what the people there are sharing. And it's going to be like cat videos and stuff, right? And they're going to be like, oh, these are normal humans. 
I don't feel like bombing these people at all, as That's a matter of fact. So, wow. I didn't even think of it like that. Yeah. Where you, like, personalize a country that you just see on the news, and you're like, who, who lives in Yemen? Right. And it's particularly interesting because currently the legacy broadcast systems do that, but you can't trust them. And they've actually been caught lying about the social media people. So, oh, wow. for instance, there was this, um, at one point when... Obama was still in office. They were trying very hard to invade Syria. And they did it like a couple times with different sort of news things and like memes, but they didn't really stick. So one of them was that there was like a gas attack. Okay. And that one was supposed to be like the line in the sand was the the the, the meme. Yeah. There was a gas attack line in the sand and the logics there never really stuck and it just didn't work. And then after that, they did something along the lines of like... Um, Basically, that there was a genocide happening in Syria. Oh, you mean like fake news? Yeah, and and the way they they tried to um, just like make that seem like it was a thing is that they had these people, these tweets, saying it, and then they would get and they'd find well, who are the people that tweeted this? We did our hardcore CNN investigation, and we found this person. Now she's on TV on CNN explaining. Oh wow! And then people researched like, well, who are these people? And they're activists. They're not necessarily the people that they claim to be in the tweets, where it's like. I, you know, they're I'm, not like in the middle of a war zone. Yeah. Or Syria, they might have been, yeah. but they, they were doing it in a way that was like part of an organization mm, and okay. they were like the PR firm of an organization. They okay. So it was like a public, it's not like, I'm just saying this to say it. It was, it's the same as like if I did a sponsored ad on my Instagram, but just pretended I just, I just love Cheerios so much, but in a much worse way. Yes. Um, Speaking of which, the reason we're doing this podcast is because we're going to ultimately advertise Bad Mirror TV on it, right? Yeah, I mean, I hope so. Unless you're like, are set up right. If you're like, fuck this podcast, it's garbage, and I don't like our listeners. They're too smart because we're really smart, you guys. Even though I call my listeners idiots, it's fine. That's good. I was hoping you could tell me something about that. About what? About like, my podcast? Yeah. Who are I? Don't I apologize. It's I don't okay. I do a lot of podcasts. That's Sev is a very busy man. That's why he brought camera Ted. That's why I brought my podcast expert, Ted. Who also doesn't listen to podcasts. He's like... He's, I, no, he, that he's lying about. That he's lying about. Well, are you... What are you... Joe Rogan experience? What are your podcasts that you like? There's no wrong answer. There's one wrong answer. And if you say it out... I'm just kidding. In the mic. Come on. That's how podcasts like, work. Um, Pete Holmes's podcast. Okay, cool. And I listen to like a lot of sports podcasts. Sports podcasts? Like, Do you like comedy sports ones? Do you like Punch Drunk? Um, I like uh, Real Good Show. Do you know Okay. That one? I've that heard of it. That one's pretty funny. I don't um, do a lot of sports podcasts, so I don't know all of them. Uh, what about yeah. Dirty Sports? About what? Have you heard of Dirty Sports? No, I don't know that one. Okay. Um, but I don't know. Some ESPN ones. Uh, What's your favorite else? sport? Uh, sport, I guess basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Probably basketball. Yeah. You play um, a lot of basketball. No, I watch a lot of basketball <laughs> though. Um, but, uh, I like Pete Holmes's podcast. Yeah. Or, you know Pete Holmes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you made it weird. Yeah. Right. It's good. Um, I think that's all, all the podcasts I listen to. <laughs> yeah. I'll listen to this one now though, for sure. Oh, that's good. I mean, yeah, if he listens to, to one podcast, he may be listening to more podcasts than anyone else you work with. You never know. <laughs> like, there are diehard podcast people, and there are there's everybody else who's like, yeah, I don't really understand what a podcast is, because <laughs> it's basically like your own curated radio show that people tune into, I guess. Um, I think they're great. <laughs> I think they're great. I just don't... Yeah, I, like you said, I'm busy, and I... I it's hard for me to come back to... Like, I like to... Um, 
if I get into something, I'll watch all of them straight binge. away. Yeah, I binge. A lot of people do that with podcasts. Yeah, and so they'll like, um, it's funny because I'll notice sometimes, even with like, if I look at my numbers, that like, I'll notice people are binging because there'll be increases, but like across all of the podcasts. Cool. And it's interesting seeing podcasts from like episodes from the beginning, still getting a bunch of listens. And it's like, oh, people are just really going deep. Have you ever watched the first episode of the Joe Rogan experience? I haven't. Oh, it's fantastic. And the reason it's so good is because it's so bad. Because they're like, how do I podcast? The first five minutes, some obnoxious amount of time is Joe looking confusedly into the camera, (laughs) trying to figure out how the sound works. Like he's like, how does, really? Yeah, it's it's really funny. And I I did, I noticed that because I, at one point, had a podcast that I was starting up. Wait, you don't even know what podcasts are, but you started a podcast? Yeah. I think that's about well, on that's par. That's why I was watching Joe Rogan, though. I was like researching it. Yeah, so of I'm course. Like, Let me see how he started. And I don't even remember what my podcast is called. You it's, don't remember what it's called? Yeah, you do. There's like three episodes out there. Come on. I want to find it. What's it called? I'll remember. Daytime with I have, Sev. I have a Facebook page about I'll, I'll try to remember. I'll bath time with Sev, and he's podcasting from a hot tub. <laughs> I do so much on the bathroom. I mean, that's basically toilet. my office it's at this amazing, point. It? Like, it's the amount of business emails I send from the toilet is so alarming. It's I I can't even. Now begin that I to run my company, I, like I get to make the rules, and I don't feel bad about taking a call in, on the in the bathroom. But before this, I was a consultant, and we would be on calls with like several thousand people, and then. I was just like, I, I, yeah, flush. I, I, no, I wasn't flush. I like farted super loudly. <laughs> like I do that now on my current calls and like my, my employees will just like, they'll stop. They'll be like, oh, they'll like register that it was a fart and then life. Will do go they on. know? Have you ever acknowledged it? Or do people just go like, I think someone on this call farted. Cause if it's a technically, if it's like a conference call, nobody really knows who did it. I usually mute and start laughing. You should. Next time you fart on a conference call, you should be like, Okay, whoever keeps farting on like these someone? calls, you need to knock it off. Yes, yes. Please I love do that it. Idea. I um, love that idea so much. Oh my god, the amount of not even conference calls. I've just gotten so gross that I'll be on a phone, the phone with a guy, and be like, "Yeah, no, we should totally hang out," and then just mute it and, and just be taking a dump. Which is why I'm alone. Happy Valentine's Day, you guys. It by the time this comes out, it's over. But just know, I was completely alone. Um, That's okay. It's fine. Uh, I found out what my podcast is called. I what it is up. that? It's called Self-Aggrandizing Podcast. <laughs> so you guys go check it out, Self-Aggrandizing Podcast. Yeah, but I don't it's not active. I don't know if I'm going to keep doing it. It was it was kind of like me researching the podcast medium. And the, is that what the podcast is about? No, it was about me talking about cryptocurrency mostly. I want to talk to you about that. Okay, wait. Put a that's pin in that. That's another hat. Yeah. Cuz that's really interesting to me and I buckle in bitches I know nothing I'm glad you said the Joe Rogan experience thing because the first like four or five episodes of my podcast I didn't know what I was doing with the audio and it sounds like I'm in a bathroom and I'm like thank god people just powered through that <laughs> like kept listening speaking of which you know the expression like you want to start off first impressions are important yes you have made the worst first impression with me I have made the worst first yes. impression is that what you said okay I talked so much shit about you when you we were getting this set up because I was confused I, and then and then when, <laughs> okay so you guys we we emailed back and forth about getting set up and I'm normally based in LA and for my listeners you know I'm in New York and I totally underestimated how easy it would be to just have a spot in New York to like get a a place to podcast yeah. and I don't know anything about New York. It was a miscommunication. It was a miscommunication and it wasn't that bad, but you just assumed that I could reschedule and I had like changed well, my he, travel plans. So I'm happy we're doing this, but so I was like, I thought you lived here. If I yeah. had known, cause when he's like, Oh, his travel's already set. I was like, 
the liaison between us made it seem like you were based in New York City. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't think it was that big of a deal. And then when he's like, well, he's coming from Jersey. And I was like, what? I, I didn't know that. I would have. And I was like, good God. Um, anyway. nah, it's all good. But it was so funny because I was like, yes. I blame the middleman. No, of course. We can blame him. Steven, we're blaming you. But the, <laughs> it was funny because the last um, last night. I was like, I should probably listen to a podcast or two of hers so I know what I'm getting into. Uh-oh. And the first one I listened to was you doing a podcast in an airplane. And I'm like, this girl and They're not normally like that. This a, no, no, no. But the okay. whole, like, where are we going to do it? You know, like, the, the child, the, the like, oh, we're very concerned about finding a place. And then you did it in the most inhospitable place. Well, I was, like, looking it. around my neighborhood for just, like, a, like cafe that had room to sit and there i was yeah. like i just don't know anything well this resolved itself nicely because right now we're in a my be- cousin's art gallery ruru Ru- it's beautiful who did you find out the name of the company that makes these these door hanger things or these wall hangers yes they're called Vaubel designs you got are they what are they online i believe they are yeah and uh basically it's a company that my cousins and my aunt and my uncle run called Vaubel Designs. Their last name is Vaubel. Vaubel. Okay. And it's basically like high-end fashion jewelry is what they do, but they also make cool door handles and... Little drawer handles. It's really cute, you guys. Go check it out. The cutest. I'm going to check it out. I actually have a drawer on my desk that is missing handles, and this feels like a good solution. Huh? Um, So look at that. I make terrible first impressions, but... But I can tell you guys about... You just made some money doing this podcast for my cousins. I can't believe I've been bullied about making bad impressions already. Uh, And then I was late. that I was going to bully you a little bit. I was late, and you guys, it was was just a very on-brand nightmare, unfortunately. Um, Okay. But I sort of... How do you feel about me approaching your podcast the same way you approach your podcast with like not really knowing anything about I think it. that's fine yeah yeah because it's the I mean literally the name is ignorance is blessed hashtag blessed um you guys know but hashtag. but you know the whole premise is like knowing nothing so that's fine with me and honestly anytime I do a podcast be like when someone else has me on mm-hmm. the idea that anyone thinks you're gonna be like deeply invested in what their podcast is about is insane like unless it's like joe rogan you know or like if you have a podcast and it has some sort of theme where it's going to be a game show or someone needs to prep and you don't tell someone that and then they show up and they're like i'm sorry you didn't come with five history facts that's the podcast it's like do you really think you're that fucking interesting that people listen to your podcast it's like somebody does not me like i liked when it was like well you know i read the the uh summary of your thing and it's like okay she's just gonna go in like not knowing perfect yeah just make stuff up it's just you're great you're like we're really all flying by the seat of our pants over here at badmirror.tv um. <laughs> but you know i mean i would say a year and a half ago that was true yeah so before i was able to hire the people who knew how to do things properly how big is your staff we have a global team of 30 people so you have like one guy in canada and you're like we're global we had no one in Canada. Oh. We have people in... Uh, so we have designers in Uruguay. Ooh. Shout out to Mariano and Valentina. Hey. And Natalia. You guys they're, sound hot. They are hot. Uh, they're all they hot. They're hot and they're, they have fun and they're awesome. I want to party with your Uruguay team. Me too. I haven't met them in person Let's yet. Let's go to Uruguay. Sure. Why are you even recording Episode this? Episode two. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have people in Sri Lanka, India... 
uh, Spain, Rwanda. You have people in Rwanda? Currently. He's, like, traveling around Africa. Oh, so was he in Rwanda when you hired him? Or is he just like, I'm on my way to Rwanda? He was in London when I hired him. His name is Alan. Shout out to Alan. What does he do? He's, like, our... He's one of our... He's, like, a... He's kind of a growth hacker, I guess, is his what he calls himself. Okay, so he's like acquiring. I call him like the marketing lead. Yeah. Okay. And uh, let's see who else we have on our team. We got a bunch of people in California. Yeah. Got a bunch of people kind of in the southeast of the U.S. Okay. And any other exciting, exotic, global destinations? You're like, hmm, Ohio. Oh, yeah. We have our lead front-end designer. He's Romanian. Really? From Bucharest. Shout out to Sylvia. I want to hang out with your whole team. Me too. I never have hung out with all of them. You should do a retreat. We are. You are? It's in the plans. We're going to go to Puerto Rico. I'm coming. I'm not invited. I'm coming anyway. Bad <laughs> Mirror You can. You want to perform? Yes, I can. I'll be, I'll be the entertainment for sure. Um, okay, wait. So this whole thing is funded through cryptocurrency? Is, is that true? Cryptocurrency and dreams. What does that mean? Well, it means Hustler. It means that some of my employees don't get paid and they, they just like what we're doing. Oh, so they're just on board now before it takes off. Yeah. Most and of them are getting paid with cryptocurrency at this point. How does that work? Where did you acquire this cryptocurrency? A good investment? Uh, yeah, it was a good investment and I knew it was going to be a good investment and I did it with the express purpose of spending it on Bad Mirror. Okay. So I've always thought of it as like the Bad Mirror war chest. Okay. War chest is such a weird word for just like financing a company, even though I know it's a normal term. Is it a normal term? I actually think of what we're doing as being very kind of revolutionary and radical. Oh, okay. Because we're going against NBC, ABC. Like these are big names and... I'd be more worried about YouTube. I feel like you guys are like a YouTube Yelp. So we have YouTube videos on Bad Mirror. Oh, okay. So it's like you're curating. Oh, Oh, that's interesting. We're a broadcast company pretty much exclusively. Okay. So so people who want to share stuff with us, like on Bad Mirror, just like you don't have to re-upload stuff onto Reddit, and you didn't have to re-upload stuff onto Facebook until they thought they were hot shit and can do their own video. God, uh, now you now you sort of Facebook. have to upload stuff to Facebook, but the idea being we're agnostic to the where the video is hosted. Okay. So currently we are integrated with YouTube and Vimeo. Okay. But uh, on our roadmap is to increase those offerings. Like Daily Motion, got to get in there. Big in Europe. Yeah, I mean, eventually <laughs> we'll do all of them. I mean, it's it, it it's a cool feature because it it actually creates some kind of like anti-censorship into yeah. the way the network's built because okay. if you share a video eventually one of the features we have is like we're going to be able to have uh, redundancies of the video okay so if a video gets taken down on one hosted site it'll still be on the other hosted sites okay and all the data and reach that it's accumulated on bad mirror would still exist so oh wow would it be like oh we've lost all the viewers and the comments and the reach it would still all be there okay um but hypothetically, could multiple people be uploading the same video and it's just on there repeated times? And then whichever one gets the most views is the most popular. Is well, those are two separate things, but that's that is possible. You can do that. Like you could share the same video 10 times to YouTube and then submit them all. And the system wouldn't immediately know that they're different. OK, please so, don't do that. Please though. don't <laughs> do the right thing. But I mean, if people do do that, 
Uh, there's like moderation features in addition just to voting. Okay. We never actually finished all the moderation features, but there's like you can flag videos. So. Oh, okay, so there'll be someone to go like, is this actually bad or? Yeah, or like I've I know I've seen this video ten times in ten different places, and this is clearly like yeah. Not cool. Well, what about um? Okay, so someone like me who's a traveling artist, um, could I hypothetically like go to a city? like a city's page ahead of time and be like, and put up a video and be like, I'm coming and putting a clip of my, put a clip of my stand up. Yeah. Uh, that'd be cool. I think that would be appropriate. I just want to clarify that there's, it's not a page experience. Yeah. So, um, why don't we pull it up? I'll show you what bad mirror TV looks like so we can. Okay, cool. That'll help. Um, do we have a laptop? Yeah. I, brought I know my it's laptop. not the same on my phone. Oh, we'll pause really quick. Okay. So we were just looking at the website. We've got it pulled up. And I guess it's, you, you called it an experience, which I like as a, you're like, it's a, an experience. So we went to, I do like to call it experience also. So yeah, it's a TV viewing experience. Okay. That's what's really important to understand is that it's not that we're just curating the content. It's how you're digesting it. Yeah. And that so, makes more sense now that I'm looking at it versus trying to conceptualize that idea in my head. Yeah. And so the idea like is that you have a TV or maybe a large laptop you okay. can have this on, and then you're just living your life. Okay. Like you have your friends over, you're chatting, you're drinking coffee, you're reading a book, you're cooking, and that's when people sometimes watch TV. You would have this, okay. and it would be that same experience. And so there's, you can type in for your city. So we're under the music category, and I want to talk about the different categories. But So theoretically, is the music popping up? just music or is it like pittsburgh based music when you type in pittsburgh well i typed in pittsburgh and we're watching this let's give him a little taste devin miles so yeah so this is a young man from pittsburgh he's rapping for us it's fantastic and it's because we typed in pittsburgh into the channel like the that's location. awesome yeah so you can do with music what else is there are there going to be like yeah. comedy or like t tv shows or web series or something yes there are different uh channels so we have a yeah. music channel we have a news channel Ooh, news that's interesting because are you curating based on location. is it are you everything's location yeah but is your news going to be just like nbc like where are you getting your news from whatever people choose to share how does the sharing feature work that's what i don't understand where do you share from like a so i'll show you you sign in you create an account. It takes, you know, as long as it takes to put in. I mean, this is what the sign up page looks like. Okay, so yeah. It's, so it, it's like if you've been on a dating app or another. We want to app, date you. We want to take you to bed. We want you to lose all your friends and stay home and watch Bad Mirror TV. Actually, we have a thing for that. So you've heard of like Netflix and Chill. Yeah. How about Bad Mirror and Blaze? Oh. It feels sexy, doesn't it? It does feel sexy. It feels. It feels like I want to get high is what it feels like. That too. Uh, we can. We can't. We're going to... I should have gotten high. I should get high. It's not too late. I feel like... Yeah. It's like the old days of MTV when you'd get high and watch music television and they stopped playing music and now it's just pregnant teenagers. Never mind. I'm on a rant. I'm very angry about MTV. Yeah. Actually, when I first hired... Like, my first partner ever on this project was... Um, he, he likes to be stealthy about it because uh, of immigration reasons. But he, uh, 
respond to a Craigslist ad <laughs> that I had posted in Boston's um, short-term gigs because I didn't want to pay the money to do the actual job ad. Yeah. You guys oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I've never posted a job oh, ad. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They try to get. That's how. So actually, so you have to pay to do a job Craigslist ad. Is free, right? Yeah. Well, how do they? The way they make money is the only thing they charge is for job ads. And like dumb companies are like, well, I guess we have to. Basically, they don't know that if you do a short-term gig, it counts the same. So, put a short-term gig, and I described Hustler. it as, like, a less shitty MTV, I think was probably the description. Exact, yeah. Remember what MTV, what you thought it was going to be, and what it used to be? Yeah, I was like, if you like Beavis and Butthead, and I don't remember exactly, but I think I did say Beavis and Butthead in the listing. And, and I think that's out. a great... Found the right person. Yeah, I think that's a great way to find the right person. Yeah, and we've been working for since 2011. So, so. he's been on since. So this is this started in 2011. Mm-hmm. Where did this idea come from? Were you just high and you were like, you know what? Nobody's ever done this before. No, actually, it was <laughs> a much longer involved process, but it did culminate in me sitting on my couch high and piecing it together. Great things come from being high on a couch. Uh, but it started originally with me. So I have a, one of the hats I wear is I'm a master of public health. I have a master? Oh, yeah. you have an MPH. I was like, that's just a, a grandiose title to give yourself. Oh, you mean the degree? Yeah. Well, it's both. I do consider myself a master of public health. And I was making public health propaganda videos at Brookline's <laughs> public access channel. Really? And I taught myself how to make videos and how to edit and how to write scripts and how to convince my comedian friends to do the videos with me. Oh, wow. And they came out okay. Okay. They came out okay enough that some people, like my, the people I envisioned watching it probably would have enjoyed watching it. Yeah, okay. But I ran into the problem that even though I was able to, for free, teach myself and get access to all this amazing stuff and make decent product, which is the video, yeah. the getting it in front of people like the broadcasting element was still was non-existent okay without me spending money or like hiring a publicist and okay it was not something i wanted to do or, or like is you know i didn't start that because i wanted to spend time shopping around my videos yeah no you just wanted to make videos and, and no one who makes videos really wants to do that no it's they want to keep making videos and hope that there's people the people who will enjoy them will find them mm-hmm. yes it's like a hope it's like you yeah. throw it into the void and you're like, please stick. Yeah. Please, someone who has followers. Hashtag please share follow this. Me. Yeah. Right. So that was totally unacceptable. And our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. I was also taking a behavioral public health course 
at the time. Okay. Actually, right before it, as that's what inspired the videos. And I realized that there was like an imperative to do this, not just because from the creator's perspective, because like okay. that's one of the things, but there's all these downstream societal impact things that are health related. Okay. That would benefit from essentially a more decentralized approach to broadcasting one where there aren't gatekeepers oh you mean like like mental health things behavioral health because of the way it's everything i mean like it it, we're receiving the most extreme version is is war propaganda and going to war is a public health concern because you're killing people and destroying shit (laughs) obviously so that i think is a pretty a to b thing right there but then there's also yeah you said the mental health but it's like you don't even need to think you're mentally sick to have poor negative outcomes from the stuff you see on TV. Well, yeah, I mean, consuming, I mean, even I can go into feeling shitty about the things I consume all day, but, um, well, yeah. And just like the, going back to the, it being curated by a small group of people and you kind of don't have freedom of what you're seeing. Yeah. Well, I mean, allows for more propaganda. Yeah, and it's more than propaganda, though. That's the thing. Is like it's a narrative or bias. Yeah, it's like when you when we're expected to communicate something with each other. There's mm-hmm. like you know the coffee talk, the the water talk at the uh, at the uh, work. There's like every week. There's like a finite number of things you're sort of expected to have an opinion on. I hate it all. By the way, that's why I do this podcast. But all those <laughs> things are things that originate in broadcast media and then get commented on in social media and, in fact, amplified, even if it's negative, even if it's, like, calling it out, it's still talking about the narrative. So instead so it of makes there it being, relevant. makes yeah. it relevant. And that's one of the reasons Donald Trump became president because he worked out like a, like a genius. And God. <laughs> it's also what hampers people from thinking outside of the confines of whatever that narrative is. So if we're... Whether or not you have a positive or negative or informed or ill-informed um, perspective on a topic, yeah. if the topic you're talking about is irrelevant or perhaps even like just it, – it could be insidious. It could be like purposefully bad. But yeah. even let's say it's not. Let's just say it's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Then you're wasting your time. At yeah. the very least, you're wasting your time. And you could be having a conversation in the coffee shop about – something that you saw through Bad Mirror that's local. Like, did you know about the new local band or the new local initiative or the... So you could have stuff that, like, informs people in a way that they would like to be informed and starts a good conversation. As opposed to, like, I'm enraged about um, Harambe, this monkey in some place, I don't know, in California that I've never been, I'm never going to see, and I don't give a fuck about this monkey, but let's talk about it because that's cool. because I need... Well, and it's just humans being like, I need something to connect over. Did you see the thing about the the monkey? Let me get emotional about this, you know, because I I like monkeys and they shouldn't kill this monkey or whatever, and then let's start a debate about something stupid. Yeah, and it's like... Well, isn't that great? Now you're talking about something stupid. It's also like, obviously, that's a sad thing if you're upset by it, but... Well, I'm just with stuff like that. I'm like, what is the end goal of this conversation? We're not going to go visit the grave that they're going to erect for him. Like that. Um, so I no, like, I'm that, not going to throw my kid into, in front of the, you know, monkeys because maybe the monkey will die. Like, yeah, yeah it's like, well, learn anything. I learned how to be a good parent and I didn't need to be taught that by seeing yeah. an idiot, let their kid go into a cage. So those things I'm, I'm just very well attuned to blocking out of my psyche entirely. Yeah. And so I don't really like I don't 
consume really any news from the legacy broadcasting systems. But because of the state of social yeah. media, I still understand everything that's going on through like the contextual stuff, and I'm it's still wasting my time. Well, even that is like people are commenting on the things that are being like trending in their timelines, and it's like this is all specific news. Yeah. I, I don't like know. I have very and, and, the, and the, the thing is like I have very smart friends that will watch CNN, and they'll be like, "No, man, it's cool because like." I can understand the fake stuff from the real stuff, and like I can make an informed opinion. And it's like, yeah, I'm not questioning whether or not you can make an informed opinion. It's like, why are you making an informed opinion on that topic? Like, yeah, it's like who's wh- who says that's an important topic? Yeah, it's like, what is your opinion gonna do? Is how I've that always too. felt. Is that also like, it's irrelevant? Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> cool. Did your opinion change anything, or are you just mad and there's nothing you can do? Yeah, now you now you have like a new group of friends that'll agree with you when you say the I stuff mean, that's, you're supposed to say. Yeah, like. Twitter, which was my favorite social media, has just become an echo chamber. And it's like, yeah, that's a really good point, but you're not changing anyone's mind. You're just getting a bunch of people who agree with you to go like, yeah, I agree with you. And you're like, all right, well, people are still dying. So great tweet, though. That's um, actually another fun thing about Bad Mirror that <laughs> we're not yet experiencing because it's only been out in its current form a few weeks or eight Did it, weeks. Uh, is it officially launched or is this like beta? This it's is low key and you're going to do a big launch. This is launched. So okay. this is our alpha version of the website. We so you guys built, can get on there now for listening. Yes. We built a beta version of the website and we took it down over the past year. But during that time, people were watching for like 40 minutes at a time, even when it was like, this is beautiful. Yes. And it used to be very ugly and like hideously ugly. I was going to, cause I wasn't sure if this was like a test version. It was under the radar and, and I'm like this, it looks really great. No, so this is it. This is the alpha version so of the website. Like, the only thing is is that like a lot of the features that we want to build aren't here yet, but the core product is. Okay. And it's not officially launched because we're going to officially launch in a few days and do like and the, do the press whole, like, press thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but we want just to make sure that, like we had this up for a week and we've been playing with it and making sure nothing is broken. Okay. I like it. Okay. So, what else did I want to ask? Wait, okay, so I want to go back to the cryptocurrency thing really quick. Wait, 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 I had a point that I was making, though. So, in the future, one of the interesting things is going to be, like, there's going to be places where kind of vile content gets promoted. Like, racist, pro- let's even, let's say... In the, because people can, theoretically, if it's just run by people. Yeah, so if local people have an idea that you don't like, it might be a popular idea somewhere, and instead of it getting squashed it's going to actually be brought into the light and then we can have a conversation about well, it. Which I think is important because I mean, that feeds into the whole premise of this podcast actually is that like, uh, like you, you can be mad all you want that somebody has what you consider an ign- ignorant point of view, but just making them shut up about it doesn't change their point of view. So it's like, well, now that you're aware of this, maybe we can have a conversation, see where they're coming from. And you understand why, like learn to understand why someone yeah. com- feels the way they feel. Or maybe you don't even have a conversation. Maybe you stay away from Yeah. Or maybe place. you just don't go to Dallas or yeah. whatever, like whatever yeah. city you're looking oh, at. I'm sure Dallas is fine though. I'm sure know. there's plenty. That's a huge metropolitan. I was, I'm not coming for you, Dallas. Don't worry. But I, I will be in Dallas. I'm kidding. I don't have a show there, but someday. Um, Not if you talk about them like that. Shit. Whatever. Dallas knows I love them. I'm. I'm, ve- I'm very. How's this going, branded. Ted? Podcast, Ted. Podcast, Ted. You said it very well. I feel good about this. I feel good. I think this is great. Um, what else? You want me to give your viewers free advice about cryptocurrency? It sounds like. I'm just curious about how that works because like is it still doing well are you barreling towards crashing 
when do you pull out? How do you, how do you, like, it just, I'm so scared of stuff like that and like being confident in it. So I'll probably address the first question, which was, what is it? I think. Yeah. I just asked you 400 questions in a row. Yeah. What, what exactly is cryptocurrency? Cryptocurrency is a way, a very clever way of making something that's um, something that you can replicate a thousand times, like data. Okay. Which is infinite, like literally, you can just make infinite copies of something. Yeah. And figuring out a way how to how do you make it scarce? Okay. Right. How do you make a, a digital object, a digital asset, scarce? Okay. And the way they, the way the you know people in the cryptocurrency space have solved this problem is through cryptography. Cryptography. Yeah. Which is basically how do you send secret messages and how do you verify things secretly? Secret messages. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so when you, um, so let's say I, I, I tell you, hey, I have one Bitcoin. <gasps> what does it mean? I still don't know. So what it means to say I have this digital asset means I have control of the private key. That's what actually what it means. It doesn't. You don't actually have it in the sense that you can touch like physically. it physically. But you can touch your private key. Actually, yeah. It's like a. It's like a. It's like a finite number and letter combination that you can print on a paper and you can touch it and no one else in the world has it. And because you have that private key, you own whatever it is. is it, it represents it what it represents and what it represents is associated with the public key. Okay. So the public key, as its as its name would indicate, is it's public. You can look into uh, the majority of cryptocurrency systems. You can look into their ledger. Okay. You can look in and you can see. Okay, this is how many coins there are, and in this public address, there's one Bitcoin, and I don't know who owns it, but I know someone owns the private key. Okay. And and. If they move it, I can see that it moved. Like, oh, so they spent half of it. They sent they spent half of Bitcoin. They sent someone else's public key. Okay. So, with things like Bitcoin, how do you? Those only have value. But like, how do you spend a Bitcoin other than just giving other people who think Bitcoins are going to have money? Bitcoins, like they only have money because we've randomly like value because we've assigned it to them. Let's let's use Dash as the example because Dash is my favorite cryptocurrency, and I'm trying to pander to their network a little bit. Okay, well, then Dash. So, how do you spend Dash? Was the question, or how is yeah. it valuable? How is it valuable? Like, is it only valuable to other people who have Dash? Like, I can't go to a store and be like, "How much for that bag of chips?" I'll pay you in Dash. <laughs> no, that's a good question. Okay, so the way. The prices are set currently for any asset, whether it's a digital asset like cryptocurrency or a barrel of oil or a bushel of crops is through exchanges. Okay. So people, it's basically whatever people are willing to pay for that in another asset is what it's worth in aggregate. So if what I mean by that is there's a website somewhere where people are buying bitcoins for U.S. dollars. Okay, so it's There's like you're a, selling your dash to get money when you're ready when you want to cash out. No, I'm just telling you how the price is set. Oh, okay, that's and then the there's another website that's doing it in euros. There's another one that's doing it in Japanese money. There's mm-hmm. another one that's doing it in gold. There's another one that's doing it in uh, other cryptocurrencies. Okay, right. So 
all these people trading back and forth create a price. Okay. So that is that is more or less what the price is, and and the price is based on basically like how readily someone is willing to give up the asset. So at a certain price, there's a certain price where anyone's going to give up an asset. Yeah. Like, like you can it. love Bitcoin so much, but if someone's like, I'll give you, you know, all the money in the world for this one Bitcoin, you're like, oh, cool, I'll take that. But like, there, there's going to be another price point where you're not willing to sell. Yeah. And whatever that is on aggregate amongst all the people that hold the crypto asset or really any asset is what dictates the price. Okay. But as far as it actually being a value, is it only a value if you actually find someone who's willing to pay that? Does that make sense? Yeah. So you can spend um, Dash and other cryptocurrencies currently. Oh, okay. So this weekend I was in Portsmouth, New Hampshire and Manchester, New Hampshire. Oh, fancy. They have a very large cryptocurrency community there. And I bought, uh, I bought my lunch with Dash. You just straight up like paid in Dash? Yeah, I paid the restaurant in Dash. And I've, um, that same weekend I bought a t-shirt. I bought soap. I bought uh, some maple syrup. So it's like there's stores that accept um, cryptocurrency, and then it's up to the owner of the store to decide, well, now that I have this digital asset, this cryptocurrency, what do I want to do with it? Do I want to hold it, or do I want to sell some of it? Okay. Uh, Do I want to buy something else with it? And it's like slowly growing utility. Okay. It's still not a currency per se. I still think of it all of them still as assets. Okay. And some of them are trying to be currencies and some of them aren't trying Which to be crazy. currencies. Which is crazy. It's just like so interesting. They're specializing. Oh, oh. So Dash is trying to be cash. Cash. Dash stands for digital cash. Oh, okay. Bitcoin, for all intensive purposes as of today, is very much like digital gold. Okay. So if I got like 4,500 Bitcoins oh, like two years ago, is that worth anything? Do you have four? Yeah, you shouldn't be telling people that if you have that much. I don't. If anyone's listening, I don't. I'm just curious. That'd be a shitload. Forty five hundred. You'd be forty five hundred. Yeah. I mean, right now a Bitcoin is eight thousand dollars. That's crazy. So like that, uh, like theoretically, if I had Bitcoins, that'd be nuts. But um, let's go back to Dash. <laughs> um, or I mean, whatever. You know. Wait. So do you? Is there some sort of curated way? Like, how did you know that those places would take Dash? Did you just go in and try it, or is there like a? Do people start? Is there a site where they like start listing? Like, by the way, these places take Dash. Yeah, there are sites, and uh, I was hanging out with people that were in the cryptocurrency community there, so they already knew who were the businesses that accepted. So you're it. like in the Mensa group of crypto. Are you in like a, a secret cryptocurrency club? Yeah, we could just get together and like hop in piles of digital coins like that. Yeah, we're Bitcoin man. barons. Yeah, like that duck. What was There's that? a song called Bitcoin Barons. It's really a good song. You guys should Google it. Yeah, are you in the video? No, no, no. How mad are you that you're not in that video? Not yet, but I mean, maybe they'll make a Bitcoin Barons too, and then I want to be in that video. That's amazing. Um, okay, so as far as well, let me let me tell you some more cool stuff about kind of the cashing out element that makes okay. it real in people's brains. Is that I actually have a debit card in my wallet that I can load up Look with at you. Bitcoin. Okay. Oh, like you can add. So does that add what like basically cash value to your debit card? So I can use it. I can spend it anywhere. I can pull out money from any ATM. I can travel the world and take out local currency. Does it have like a Visa logo yes. or something? It's a Visa card. Oh. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that just made my tooth hurt. <laughs> like <laughs> this side of my face just started then, hurting because I was like, that's uh, crazy. So when I hire people, the vast majority of them don't know about cryptocurrency at all. 
Okay. But they're sufficiently interested in it and in working for Bad Mirror that no one's made it an issue. But I'm like, hey, I'm going to pay you in cryptocurrency. Is that a problem? And they just go, okay. They go, oh, I don't necessarily know what that is, but okay. And then I'm like, don't worry, I'll tell you about it. We'll have a meeting after I hire you. And then what I usually do is based on what country they live in, we figure out what's the best way for them to be able to exchange some of it into their local currency. Okay. Because at the end of the day, they still need to buy, you pay rent, food, pay all that live. stuff. And most places aren't like New Hampshire currently. New Hampshire is the future. Like, Are th- is that's really, going to happen. Is New Hampshire like on the forefront of cryptocurrency as far as accepting it? Yeah. Wow. You never hear anything about New Hampshire. That's because it's not on CNN, but it's, it's going to be on Bad Mirror. Oh, there's going to be... There's guys, lots of places in the U.S., though. It's not just New check Hampshire. Check out New Hampshire Like, Austin's here. another crypto center, San Francisco. That makes sense, because they're like... Austin just seems like it's at the forefront of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's good. New York's not bad. New yeah? York's not bad. I mean, I've bought food in Jersey City, in New York. I mean, it's, it's out there. Okay. Um, certain places are not so good in the U.S. when it comes to cryptocurrency awareness yeah. and... like. Missouri, probably, or something. Even Atlanta. Very disappointing. I've really? been in Atlanta lately. We're doing most of our promotion work in Atlanta right now because I see it as like a low-hanging fruit for the Bad Mirror Network. Yeah. But I was very disappointed that the level of cryptocurrency awareness in Atlanta is like what it was like in New York five years ago, four years ago. Yeah, that's because so like, you can't make it rain with cryptocurrency. And they have all those strip clubs. You're you know? right. Dude, it's amazing how much of that is like part of Atlanta culture. Yeah, I've been to my first like, strip clubs there. Like I need to be able... Oh, yeah, no. The strip clubs there are the top notch and it's so it's such a big part of the culture um but it's like you can't hurl bitcoin at a no we've been joking actually like what that would look like so you know the dance where you like go like this. yeah so for like crypto essentially would look like this where you're just pretending to click your screen on a laptop or your cell phone and it could kind of be cool but it's not as cool as making it rain it's not as cool but i wonder if one day there are like uh stripper strippers will have little electronic like scan things on their thongs you know that you could just like Instead yeah. of giving her a dollar, you just like yeah a QR give her a code. Digital... You can take a picture of it. So a QR code is a visual representation of the public address. Yeah. Oh, okay. So actually, this is good to know. I don't know. Who, well, you didn't really discuss it. who's your audience. Who are these people? Uh, my audience. Um. Oh, there. It's a. Are they creators? Um. There are creators. Yeah. I have a lot of creators. Um. Business people. I have professors. It's a broad group. Of, yeah. Broad so group if of you're, people. If you. It's people who want to learn, basically. Which I is, like those people. But like people who are interested in active learning, not like in the sense of like getting a quote, like just degree, but the kind of people who are like, I am curious about things. That's wonderful. Generally curious people. So, so some of you people might be publishing stuff. You people. And whether it's art or maybe it's uh, research, like if yeah. you're a scientist or a professor or whatever, if you put your public address, whether it's in its ugly form, which is like letters and numbers in a row, you know, 16 yeah, yeah. character or whatever, or a QR code, which is the visual representation of that, which you can scan. If you do that, anyone going forward who sees that code can send you money. What? Indefinitely. Could I just get stickers of a QR code for my PayPal? Yes. Wait, for your what? I don't know. If I just wanted people to send me money for no reason, that's ridiculous. The whole point is cryptocurrency, though. Oh, okay. No, not through PayPal. But PayPal's um, get with it. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) ooh, PayPal accepting cryptocurrency. When PayPal was first created, Peter Thiel was talking. I think it's Peter Thiel, right? They were saying like he had the whole setup where he had his own digital currency. Like they were going to do all of that, but they only ended up creating the payment 
channels and not they never really got to that or, or they didn't realize they realized it was like too early or oh. they didn't know how to do it something and, like that and so paypal's pretty cool it's ahead of the curve but it like they haven't accepted cryptocurrency yet as uh that's interesting do so for sending cryptocurrency with qr codes like so you use dash is there like a dash like an app to is there like venmo for dash there there are what are called wallet apps okay so everything in everything should be in a proper crypto currency um system should be open source okay that's not always true Ah, okay. So there's better and worse cryptocurrencies. And the ones that I consider to be worth talking about, they're open source. And what's interesting about that is that it's basically an open playing field for anyone to build anything and be able to plug into the network. Okay. So, for instance, Bitcoin's been around a while. Yeah. There are hundreds of Bitcoin wallets created by people all over the world. Hmm just on their own volition or their own business models, they create different services and products. And one of those is a wallet. And a wallet, as the name would suggest, is a thing that allows you to hold your currency or your, your, you know, really crypto assets and send them. Okay. It's the only function it does. So it is like, I mean, because they they do have literally Google Wallet is an app where you can send literal money from your bank account. So it's just the equivalent of that. Yeah. For fiat money. Yeah. For whatever money. Wait. Do you know what Fiat means? I know it's a cute car. It is a cute car. Oh, let me tell you. Yeah, let tell me. Let me tell me. you. I'm going to LA for, for this cute date in a, in a few weeks. For a cute date? Yeah. Are you sure? Not you sure. You didn't meet her on the internet, did you? I did meet her on the internet. Uh-oh. Listen, if I can say one thing about internet dates, it's that the odds of her looking as cute as she does in her picture... Good luck. Valid, yeah. valid. But it's a small pool. These are mean. I'm trying to find our mean woman. Oh, you're trying to, you want to keep the, the genes flowing? Oh, yeah. I'm a gene pure. No, the culture mostly. But oh. um, my point, the reason I brought this up is not just that I'm excited about it, is that I w- I'm renting a Fiat 500 Abarth, which is like the sports car version of oh, it. Oh, yeah? You can, there's this new service. I should look up the name before I pimp it out, but I'm so excited by it. It's Where you like can rent exotic? Airbnb for, for cars. cars. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, um... Oh, there's a few of them. One begins with a T, I think. T, that's the one I'm talking about. T- We're looking it up. Um, because I I have so much trouble when I go to new cities. I don't have a credit card. I just do debit because I'm like a crazy person. And I'm like, I don't want your fucking credit cards. That's cool. But, Turo. Turo, yeah. And you can rent. Shout out to Turo. Although I haven't used their service. I haven't gotten the car yet, but so far it's been lovely. We'll follow up. And if they're bad, you guys will hear all about it. Oh, you um, You can rent also just regular cars too. But especially going somewhere like LA, people have their but fucking. This was 30 bucks a day. Yeah. Wow. This is the price you get. This is the cheapest you can get for the shittiest car. For the shittiest car. I'm getting the dopest car that I would really love to drive. So. Well, anyway, let me tell you a Fiat. Oh, you can do. No, wait. What's a Fiat? No, go ahead. Fiat actually means by decree. Ah. So do you know what the U.S. dollar. What a great name for a car. Do you know what the U.S. dollar is backed by? Silver. And then we are out of it. I don't know. It's actually backed by nothing. Well, ah. that's not entirely true, but it's not backed by any physical it's, assets. It's backed by a lot of confidence in a flag. It's backed by decree. So it's yeah. saying this is valuable and this is the money we're I using. I feel like here. that's all money, though. Well, really, are you going... there, there's been money that's been backed by gold and silver. Yeah, but gold and silver are backed by us going, I like gold, so I'll give you money for it. Like Also true. Everything's made up. Value is subjective. <laughs> yeah. I agree with that, but... Um, but also How subjective is also yeah. It's like, talk do you want to survive? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the fiat. I think the most accurate statement about fiat currency or the U.S. dollar in particular is that it's actually backed by the petrodollar policy, mm, okay. which um, is like 
borderline real conspiracy shit, but it's real and no one knows about it. And it's like, it's, it's serious. What is it? So basically in the seventies, that's on your tinfoil hats, you guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll give you guys some time to position them (laughs) properly. Um, lead, lead, lead hats. Okay. So in the seventies, in the seventies is when the U S dollar stopped being backed by gold. Yeah. Entirely. Like up until like starting in 1914, I think when the federal reserve was created, they started like creating, uh, more of the money out of nothing and not having to be backed by anything. And then in 70s and and it took, it took 70, 60 years for them to be like, okay, we're point we're we're at the point where everyone buys into this. So now we're just getting rid of all the gold and now it's backed by nothing. And that same point in time, they created a policy with OPEC that said, if you're an OPEC, if you're an oil producing country, you have to sell your oil in U.S. dollars, not priced in U.S. dollars, in U.S. dollars. So you only can accept U.S. dollars. How did they do that? Through the Marines. Oh, when they're like, we have to go to war with these people for something that's definitely not not oil. Guess who didn't agree to it? Who? Everyone? Iraq. Yeah. Iran. Syria, Libya. Wow. The axis of evil. What a crazy coincidence. Yeah. North Korea, too. So these are all places that didn't have... North central- Korea has oil? A little bit, but they, they all, they, they, the other thing that they all share is they don't have a central bank that's like in the same kind of banking league yeah. as the Federal Reserve and all the other Federal Reserves. So wow. it's really... Um, if you think that through, it's incredibly frustrating, and it will make you hopefully think twice about using war money or U.S. dollars or fiat, because it's like, basically, it's gangster money. Well, how does one... Okay. So you can opt out. You can use real money, like cryptocurrency. Real money, like digital money. Yeah. I hate money, but you have to have money. Um so if I want to, I'm like, going to get off my soapbox, but you know, it's, he's very small. You guys, he's literally standing on the soapbox. <laughs> um, ignore that people on camera. Um, okay. So if I wanted to get, if I'm like, I want dash right now, I have none, but I'm interested in it. How does one go about getting involved in that? You're community? doing it the best way. You're doing business with someone that wants to pay you in dash. That is the best way. Get paid in cryptocurrency. So what? Who did you blow to get all of your dash money? <laughs> Satoshi Nakamoto. Uh, so wait, did someone at some point invest in you in dash or did you originally? No, what I did was I started this project in 2011. Yeah. And I was still an undergrad. Yeah. He's young, you guys. He's a young hustler. And three years later... I got my first job out of grad school. I was okay. a consultant, consultant, healthcare IT consultant. And <laughs> I had very little expenses because they paid for my hotels and stuff. And <sighs> I was living with a girlfriend at the time, so like cheap rent. So I lived like really frugally, and I still do. Yeah, And I would same. put 80% of my paycheck into savings. Okay. So some of it was U.S. dollars. Some of it was gold and silver. And a Your de- paycheck was gold and silver? No, my investments. Oh, okay. Because you don't want you don't want to hold all your all your money in, in like U.S. dollars because you get like, hey, you want to open up a savings account? We have point zero zero. That's why I exchanged savings. a lot of mine for South African rand. I like, great idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I um, yeah, I, I put some of that in cryptocurrency investments because I I it, had faith. I had faith. Yeah, I understood it. I'm like a. One of my hats is like I'm a system architect. I created this broadcasting system. I worked in the healthcare system. That's what I've been trained to do. And I understand 
the complexity of how the cryptocurrency systems work because I because I understand how complex systems work and I saw that oh this is what it says it is and it's like people are the people who think this is going to become the the next gold or the next currency they're right and wow. I still think that yeah yeah that's interesting but is it do you feel like it's kind of a race for like to see which one's going to pan out to actually be currency or do you think a few of them will because there's got to be some that just fall apart right Lots fall apart. Yeah. Constantly they're falling apart. You, there's there's like Are you, uh, lots of cryptocurrency. Did you diversify your cryptocurrency profile? P- per- profile? What is that word? Yeah. A portfolio? Yeah. I, I, I own around <laughs> I imagine a six cryptocurrencies currently, but like I know people who, who, who are way... Like I'm a very conservative cryptocurrency investor, actually. Oh. So You're not I, recklessly buying 4,500 bitcoins? No, well, that would have been brilliant, but um, I didn't. So uh, you know, the ones that the ones that interest me have to meet certain criteria. Okay, they have to be, and for me, and everyone's different, you know. But for me, I have to see that there's a analogous market like thing that they're trying to do, okay. and then I can price that. I can say, oh, I know how much gold is worth, mm-hmm. so I know that the market cap for gold is like. I'm going to say it wrong because I haven't made this analogy in a while, but I think it's like $30 trillion. Okay. So all the gold in the world, if you add it up, it's like $30 trillion. Okay. And I know how much Bitcoin, which is trying to be gold, and all the ones that are also trying to be gold are worth. And then I can compare them. And I can say, oh, there's a huge discrepancy here. So I think the price is going to keep going up. Okay. And I can do that for cash to, compared to digital cash. Okay. I can do that to like all the cost for all the legal services in the world. But is that like that estimated guessing? With? No, it's called an addressable market. Okay. You know, it's like when you're when you're doing like um I mean if it's to turn into a finance lesson, you guys. When you're creating well, even when you're creating a business, you're like, what's the addressable market? Like how much if you were to just totally dominate this, how much could you proceed like conceivably make? Okay. So it's not and it's so I'm not so that's just one thing. The other thing is like, do I think that they have like a smart roadmap? Do they have like a solution to get there? And then how likely okay. are they to get there within three years, within five years? These are okay. all things I think about when I'm choosing which cryptocurrencies I think are like okay. the best. And then there's other stuff. There's usability. Is it user-friendly? Like a lot of people create cryptocurrencies that are cool, but they don't, um, they're not justified in existing because the, current, the thing they're trying to replace is better than them. Yeah, like it's just more accessible for you to use something else. or Yeah, more accessible. Or it's just, or just not something meant to be used with the technology. Like... It's like the technology does a couple things really great, which is it basically distributes trust. It, it requires you not to have a centralized trust agency. Okay. And sometimes that's really important. Oh. So for money, it's really important because if you have a centralized trust agency, if they get compromised or they try to rob you, they can. Oh. Or, and they will. Oh. So, so if there's no one in charge of the money and everyone's in charge equally – then there's not the likelihood of there can't be some big yeah. so in a system architect framework it's called like a single point of failure yeah and the opposite of that is like a distributed network that's complex that's able to move around and be nimble and never break okay cool this is so fascinating um oh this is completely an adhd thought back to badmirror.tv um is there opportunity for like local advertisement or is there ever going to be a thing where people could pay for promotions? 
Yeah, let me tell you about our business model. Sure. We are going to have money touching the website in multiple different ways. Okay. So us as the as the company, Bad Mirror Broadcasting, we intend to do video ads. Okay. So kind of like how Pantora Radio will show you like an audio ad every Okay. So people would come through you if they want to advertise. Yes. And okay. we're going to do it in a way that's much better than the legacy systems in the sense that it's going to be much less number of videos first okay. and foremost. But you're also going to be able to vote on the videos, the commercials. Oh. And so if there's a commercial, so in economics there's these things called negative and positive externalities. Yeah. And it's basically like is what you're doing causing societal harm or benefits? Okay. And you're supposed to kind of think about that when you're purchasing, but it's like kind of not the best and people can kind of get away with stuff. Yeah. But if we find out that there's a company that's doing something we don't like, they're creating lots of negative externalities on my website, you'll actually be able to downvote their ads and they'll have to basically put money into the system to run those ads. Um, Despite more the downvoting? Yeah. More frequently. Okay. So it'll cost them more. So it's okay. actually pricing in their negative externalities. So like if your ads suck, you have to pay more. That too. That's another, that's a negative externality. And then the opposite of that is if you're a local diner that everyone really loves and we're like, we want the people in the whole county to know about our diner, even though they're advertising only locally, let's vote them up. We'll give them some free advertising and we'll, we'll create larger reach. So it's oh, that's like, great. you're doing good. You guys have a charitable mission, blah, blah, blah. Here, here's some free advertising. And so that's one way that money is going to touch the site. The other is, again, so we're, we're kind of getting into forward-looking statements because none of these things currently exist on the site. Okay. So we don't have any video advertisements currently. The other thing we're going to do is because we're the core people in Bad Mirror are believers in cryptocurrencies. We're going to be like the first social media website that really has it baked into what we do. Okay. So you're going to be able to send cryptocurrency through those QR codes I mentioned earlier. Oh, wow. To anyone you like. So oh, like, so if you're watching a video and you're like, I love this here's, rapper. Here's a dollar. I'm going to send him money. Yeah. So it's like, in, in theory, instead of like Patreon, you're just like, I want to give this person money because I support their art or whatever. Yes, but... Patreon's a great thing. Yeah. Crowdfunding's a great thing. So we're also going to have profiles where people okay. can show the projects they're crowdfunding. Oh, I like that. Yeah, so we'll be integrated with all the crowdfunding companies. Again, f- future-looking statement. Of course. And then the most radical by far of how money's going to touch the web... Oh, let me tell you the... So the third one, we're going to do prizes. Prizes? In cryptocurrency. So the people... You, you, when you do certain things on the website that are helping the network grow or be better, you'll, uh, you'll win points... Okay. And then people that win the most points will win uh, dash prizes. Oh, cool. Yes. Very excited about that. So that's like a way to incentivize getting the word out on a like person to person level. It does. Yep. And there'll be all sorts of different things that you can win points for and compete for those prizes. Now, let me get to the really <laughs> exciting thing. And you can tell by the horn. The drug outside is, is everyone is really excited for these prizes, you guys. <laughs> so then the, the real exciting thing is when we get to the point where we're going to have what we call digital tribe pages. Hmm. And it's going to be like the equivalent of a Facebook group. Okay. But it's going to be location-based. Or it's going to be like ethnocentric, or it's going to be like kind of um, topic, topic-centric. So it could be like okay. a group of skate, like the, the skateboarding tribe, or yeah. the Armenian-American tribe, or like the, the Brooklyn tribe, the Cobble yeah. Hill tribe. Yeah. And it's going to, you'll, you'll basically get some like, uh, the website's going to do stuff you would expect. It'll have, like, that part of the website will have like, 
a forum. It'll have like an events page. It'll have stuff okay. that you want a tribe to have for communicating with each other. But it's also going to have a treasury system. So oh. one of the things that makes Dash in particular so fucking incredible is that it's a decentralized autonomous organization. Okay. Which is like, you've heard of LLC. Yeah. You've heard of like uh, S Corp maybe or corporations. There's now a new form of corporation that exists. So it's a new business entity that exists independent of the people who make it up. Okay. It's basically like a robot business. All right. So there's no person overseeing. It's crazy. There's no one that signs the checks. The network signs its own checks for people to service it. Okay. Crazy, right? That's nuts. So you can go and you can go to like a website called Dash Central and like look into what like they basically make it so you can look into what's happening in the network. You can see people are making budget proposals. So if you're a creator listening and you can somehow pander well enough to the Dash network... (laughs) You can say, I want this much Dash to do this, and I think it'll help the Dash network so, so, so in such so a way. So they're like giving Dash grants, basically. Yeah. For- so they pay their developers that way. They pay their marketers that way. They pay to go to conferences that way. It's really cool. Wow. And very inspirational to me. So what we're doing in each tribe page is going to have more or less the same exact system. Yeah. You're going to have a treasury that uh, you either win through group prizes or that people Just voluntarily fund, yeah. donate. And then they're going to be able to collectively agree through a proposal system on how do you spend that money. Okay. So we can spend it on a party. We can spend it on pizza night. We can fix the pothole on Main Street. Oh, I we love that. Can, um, so it could be like community service tribes that are like, we can give all this money to Make-A-Wish Foundation or whatever. The anything. local. Yeah. Like whenever. So, and then you get real radical. Right. And the real when it gets real exciting is when, hey, we're in Flint, Michigan, and our public water that we still have to pay for isn't drinkable. So then someone can make a proposal. Hey, I, I have a I have a water solution. You know, I don't know what the water solution might be, but yeah. I have it. And this is how much it's going to cost. And I can only maybe do this part of town to begin with. You know, let's make it try to more reasonable. But like, So then it's like, fuck you, government system. We made our own water system. I didn't say that. But yes. Am I not allowed to say that? I said it. I'm scared. I, we ha- we have a quasi, <laughs> you know, we have like a quasi political perspective on what we're doing. But at the end of the day, it's supposed to be entertainment and fun. Yeah, yeah, of course. But like, um, yeah, I I, th- I see it as the great decentralizer. This website. Oh, that's really interesting. Um, all right. Well, I think you answered all my questions. Let me look at my list one more time, really quick, to make sure I don't miss something that I thought was really important. Mm, I think I got it, and we learned so much about cryptocurrency is this literally any city you can type in or is it oh i'm glad you asked so the current version of the website's only u.s but within a month i would say it'll be the whole world the whole world the whole world wow and then are you ever are you guys ever planning to create your own content not really i think that it's better we don't okay yeah just like we i don't think we should host videos ever you know i think it's better if we are disinterested third party yeah. All right. I like it. Anything else? Yeah. So currently I'm traveling around the um, the country promoting this website. I'm in Atlanta currently and I have a, like a team with me. Yeah. And um, we don't really announce where we're going. So, but we might in the future. So if you like follow us through the appropriate social media handles um, or you even watch Bad Mirror, we might throw 
some you know commercials of our own that tell you where we are but yeah we'd love to meet you guys um we'll buy you a drink you can tell us what you like about the website or what you don't like you know we just launched this version so any feedback is definitely appreciated um that's you know the more or less how we got to this point was through lots of feedback okay so i'm hopeful you guys find it enjoyable that's really the end of the day the most important thing is that it's Something you can imagine having on in your house while you're just chilling, you know, and bad mirror and blazing and whatever. I like that. What um, if somebody wanted to give feedback? What's the best way to do that? Tweet at you? Send like, is there a contact through the website? There's a contact through the website. There should be a um, like a request form, uh, like a feedback request form on the page. But some of the ad blocks uh, block them. Hmm. So hopefully you don't see that, actually. Okay. But... Yeah, Facebook also. You can send us messages directly through Facebook. Okay. Um, it's Bad Mirror TV everywhere? Yeah. So the website's badmirror.tv, but all our social handles are Bad Mirror TV, just straight. So like at Bad Mirror TV, you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, that's right. And we're, you know, I'm slowly learning how to use Instagram also, so that's another avenue. Oh, you're such a, like, hipster millennial. You're like, I'm figuring out Instagram. I don't know. I'm figuring out how to use it properly. Like, oh. I used it <laughs> to look at girls mostly. You and that's not good in like a pig. Sense. You every man who is on Instagram. Well, I mean, girls want to be posting pictures that they don't want to be seen. On I mean, everyone is on Instagram because they want to be seen or because they want to look at people who want to be seen. You know, there's two reasons you have an Instagram. So you no want people to see you or you want to see people. No apologies, basically. Um, but, I mean, it's interesting, though, because like I actually do need to figure out how to use Instagram better because when I'm in Atlanta and I'm meeting people in the social setting yeah. that I put myself in, it's always like, hey, we'll link on Instagram. And I'm like, I don't want to link with you. And it's, this is my personal Instagram. I'm like, oh, okay, oh. we got to get the bad mirror Instagram. Where is it? Like, Oh, yeah. You know. Well, do you not have access to both? You can have both accounts on your phone. It's really easy. You, uh, you yeah, can I switch I did get set up with that, but that was after this incident. But oh, okay. I'm learning. I'm learning. Okay. And then a lot of like, I find location tagging in Instagram stories uh, a lot of a lot more people find you. Oh, um, at least for me, it's like Kelly, take a note of that, please. I'll get followers from. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, I'm hanging out at, and you can do the location tagging on your story, and then all of a sudden, more people view the story from there and hashtags in Instagram stories. Yeah, and uh, and then I'll get followers from that, or people coming to shows and stuff. Oh, that's cool. Um, all right, you guys. Well, badmirror.tv. TV. Uh, <laughs> our oh, what's our logo? Our slogan is discover your local awesome. What's, what's our logo our slogan bad mirror and blaze you guys that too Either discover one. your local what awesome to you. go find uh sev somewhere out promoting mm-hmm. see him getting uh, a butt clap in his face at strip clubs in atlanta yeah basically and i do a little bit of consulting still not a lot but if you want to spend a lot of money i can tell you more about cryptocurrency but unless you're my friend that's usually like a free service oh okay well uh there you go you guys if you want to spend a bunch of money to learn about digital money that's also available to you my my consulting service you want to hear the name so you think you can dash oh my god stop (laughs) that's ridiculous but also very catchy and probably very uh helpful in i don't know people are either going to really love that or be like i don't take this man seriously (laughs) get the hell out of my office Why are you wearing a sequin vest? Um, all right, you guys, go follow Bad Mirror, find Sev, and um, check out check out your local channel because it's really great. All right, bye. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you. All right, there you go. That was Sev with Badmirror.tv. You guys check it out, Bad Mirror and Blaze or whatever he said. Uh, 
It's uh, it's a cool website, so go check it out. Badmirror.tv. Type in your city. Type in a city you're thinking about visiting. It's uh, pretty fucking dope, you guys. I, uh, I'm excited to use that in my travels. I think that's going to come in handy. And uh, we learned a little about cryptocurrency. That was cool. If you have any more questions for Sev or uh, another guest or you want an, uh, a different kind of guest you want to suggest, you can always send those to me at JMS Comedy. Find me, follow me, be my friend, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, anywhere. Uh, do that. And I guess, uh, yeah, that's that's that. Please keep in mind, uh, no guest is or claims to be a representative for the things that, you know, other people of similar identities. They're just one person sharing their own experience from their situated position in the world. And isn't that lovely? Um, so that's that. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Send me your questions. Send me your praise. Send me your negative commentary if you thought it could have been better because I just want to feel bad, but also I want to improve and I like constructive criticism. Um, yeah, that's it. Share it with your friends. The more we ask, the more we learn, the more we know. And the more we know, the more we can look down on others who aren't as smart as we are. And isn't that the point? Thanks for being patient with my ignorance. See you soon, idiots. Idiots.